Good morning, Raboisai. First time was much better. It's an unbelievable simcha. Every single day now. Last night we had some new guests. Noam Fix is in the house, finally. A year. It's been a year. Shmuel Bernard. Unbelievable. A guest. Mamish a guest. It's unbelievable. Tremendous, tremendous simcha. Today's shir is being sponsored by Eli Dykman, and for the rest of the week, Eli Dykman, Lila Nishmas, Hendel Miriam, Basar Mordechai David, my wife's grandmother who passed away yesterday. I'm not changing it, even though she was nifted three days ago. It says on the thing, yesterday, it's yesterday. And not from COVID. Rabbi said, don't be chayish, it was from COVID. Uh, this is not it. By Elchanan Pressman. I don't know if you recall, Elchanan Pressman is the one that pressed me to, to give a chumash here every day, every every, every Shabbos. Something like that. In honor of a double yard site, my mother, as well as her father, my grandfather, both on base other Aleph, some 40-ish years apart. Hashem should have an Aliyah. By David Steinloff, yard site of my mother, Avram. I think that's how you pronounce it. Rechel, maybe Rechel, sorry, Rechel. Ira Greenstein, Lezeichen Nishmat, Uncle Abe, Avram Eliezer ben Reb Tzvi Hirsch Friedman, Zeichen Tzadik Levrocha, on his 24th yard site. Second of Adar. This is from, you know what, let me show you this picture. What is wrong with this picture? There are four pictures of the Chavetz Chaim here. Four. Even this thing right over here has two of the Chavetz Chaim. What is wrong with this picture? I didn't know if I should laugh or cry when I saw this. Not the Chavetz Chaim. I hope this is for Purim. Whatever. I don't know if I should laugh. Chavetz Chaim. Chavetz Chaim. Chavetz Chaim. Chavetz Chaim. Whatever. Fine. Listen, this is from Elchanan Pressman's house. <laughs> I think I did both last night. I laughed and then I cried. Unbelievable. Okay. This is... Uh, <laughs> Dear Rebelli, it was not by chance. This is from Elchanan Pressman that you gave over a beautiful Torah on Sunday. Bite on last week's parasha. Each time you throw us a crumb, you renew our hopes for the weekly chumash here in the initiation that we eagerly await. I think he stopped saying something because I said, if the more you say it, the more I'm not going to, okay, whatever. That was like a long time ago. He's a great guy. I met him in Muncie, a hush of a guy. One of my mothers, I'm just saying it because who else would have a picture of me on the wall, whatever. If he was not a hush of a guy, the whole picture would One of my mothers constantly... Yes, lot, lot. It started. You saw, but you saw how low I was. I was pretty close to the floor over there. One of my mothers constantly referring was to keep our eyes on our own basket. Again, to that vart. So, today, okay, great. Elchanan Pressman. Rabbi Isai, here's an a email. It's, oh, wow, it's late, but we need a, there's a bunch of New Yorkers on now giving a shtickle email, not a, not a whatever. It's a long one. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Thank you so much for the Torah you're giving over. This is from Nathan Barth from Malay Adumim. About two months ago, my wife, daughter, and myself were told we had to go into Bidur after about a half a day. As expected, I began to go, to go a little crazy, I think it says here. I had previously tried to get into the daf, either learning on my own or various internet sites, but it never worked. 
That is, until I found your daf site. My bidur was transformed into lemonade. That's the name of the email, lemons and lemonade. I remember listening to the limud you gave on the first day of Pesachim. You said that learning Gemara encompasses all aspects of Torah, Chumash, Nach, Drash, Agada. You also explained why perfection is the enemy of learning the daf yoimi. Those two pillars have stuck with me and have given me the strength to stick it, to stick with it most of the time. Especially appreciate all the everything putting them making charts of darkness, which greatly simplifies and enhances understanding, especially those like myself who do not have a background. One thing I'd like to say is that although I always have my shots in open, I'm rarely able to follow. I would like to, that's on Ahmed Bez, I'm sure he's talking about. Not Ahmed Al, if everybody could follow. I would like to suggest that perhaps two or three times during the Daf, daf Limo, the cameraman could show the viewers on Zoom and YouTube exactly where, where you're holding. I don't know, could you do the uh, Abraham, the, this thing? Yeah, he's shaking his head, yeah. We have it over there. It's in the base measure. If you come to base measure, there's a point that shows exactly where we're holding during the share. So he says he could, he could, uh, he could pan to it. The, several weeks ago, we gave a shout out to someone who's looking for a shidduch. It gave me the, an idea, allowed me to explain. I'm not going to go into it, but basically, he has two girls that he worked with, one from a Haredi family, one from a Datilumi uh, family. Bekitzer, he wants to do the Shidduch Initiative. We have the Shidduch Initiative guy here. He just showed up. No, I'm fixed. He's in charge. Resumes, no. He's saying no. Okay. Rabbi Sai. Today is, we finished from the beginning of Brachas. Yeah, we said this. This is, uh, this is the Chanan Press. Oh, this, yeah, it's... Uh, I agree, yeah. Okay, good. Today is 15% into Shas. We finished 15% since the beginning of Brachas. That's from our statistician, Rabdovit Feinberg. So now, um, just a quick question. A lot of people ask me, when I do this, do you say, Amen. Amen. Okay, so you guys could say Amen. Could you say Amen over Zoom? We'll try to kind of stick it into the sugi if possible, if we have some time. Although it's not really the sugi here, but it's interesting that I noticed that the place can talk about it based on this sugi. So, we're in the middle of a sugi here, Daf Pehei. We're a couple lines down into Pehei, but we'll just do a quick review. We had a machloikis between Rabbi Yochan and If you break a bone, could somebody get me the bone in the refrigerator? There's still a bone in the fridge. You want to get it? Shkoyach. If somebody breaks the bone and there's no meat, on, in, the, in the place of the break, the meat is somewhere up the bone. Ye'oiver or not. Machlekes, Rabbi Yochanan, and Rish Lakish. It's all the way on the bottom of Pedalaram and Beis. According to Shkoyach, according to Rabbi Yochanan, Ye'oiver is, sir. It doesn't matter that there's no meat there. According to Rish Lakish, not. So, the Gemara brings what? Makoah. Oh, okay. Stop talking again. Okay, fine. The COVID, no, no, you gotta speak to my voice, whatever. So, he asked the Kasha. So, he brings a Braisa that says that you're over with a bone that doesn't have meat and does have meat. Now, if a bone doesn't have meat, of course, you're not over anything. A bone without meat is nothing. You could throw it in the garbage. So Rabbi Yochan brought a riot himself that oh, it doesn't have meat means it doesn't have meat at the place of the break. It's a little bit lower. So now we're holding that pehei omed aleph. Loi. All the way on top, first word. Hachi ko'amar. Echad etzim sheyeshel of kezayis baso mibachutz. 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 Echad etzim sheyeshel of kezayis
not having meat doesn't refer to not having meat at the place of the break. There is meat at the place of the break. But you know where? Inside. You see, this doesn't have any meat on the outside, but there's a nice amount of meat. I'm not opening this up. There's a nice amount of meat on the inside. That's what it's saying. And you're still over. This meat on the inside is edible, and it's, it constitutes meat in terms of the Isser of Shviras Etzim. Vatanya, and I'll prove it to you. Prove it to you that you're not allowed to break a bone that doesn't have meat on the outside, but has meat, the, the marrow on the inside. Vatanya, 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 Sishburu, Boy. It says in the passage, you should not break a bone. As we said before, whether it has marrow or not, so when the Torah says you must eat meat, obviously it's talking about the meat on the outside. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's talking about you should eat the meat. Which meat? The marrow, there's a ton of it. Look at this. All this is edible. It's a lot. But the Torah says, how are you going to get to this? Let's, okay, you're telling me the Torah means you should eat the inside meat. How do you get to it? The only way to get to it is if you break it. But you're not allowed to break it. That's referring to a bone that doesn't have marrow. A bone. A tiny bone, whatever it is, that doesn't have marrow inside. That, the Torah says, you shouldn't break. But a larger bone like this, you should break in order to get to the meat. And that's what you make in the mitzvah. Maybe, maybe that's what you have to do. <coughs> don't, don't, don't be so... Don't wonder. You're allowed to break the bone. You're allowed to break that in order to be mekayim and I say of... It says it again. You don't have to repeat yourself. There's a passage that says, Pesach Sheni equals Pesach Rishon. Whatever we do, all the mitzvahs, all the various on Pesach Rishon, you're supposed to do on Pesach Sheni. So then why does the Torah repeat itself and say you can't break a bone? Tell us that the Achilas Bosser, this, this that we eat on Pesach is the meat that's on top of the bone as well. You're not to go inside to get that marrow. Now, as just points out, the Torah would not tell you, we, we had yesterday an Eitzah. How do I get the marrow without being over on or breaking a bone? You make a hole. How do you make a hole? You take a coal, you put it on top. Says Rashi, it's impossible that the Torah would tell me to do something that might come to an Isser. Because yesterday we, talked, we spoke about Paka, it could break, potential break. So the Torah will never, see, you saw it, you saw it in the Torah, the Torah will never give you uh, something to do that you might come to do an Isser. Anything the Torah tells you to do, you're clear. You're going to stay away from Yisurim. And that is something that you might come to do an Isser. Okay, Meisvei. Now, it's interesting, we are going to be learning this Mishnah Be'ez Hashem today, and we're going to be talking about this Mishnah until we get to the Mishnah, at least twice. So we're going to have, we're going to know this Mishnah very well. You have a limb that came out of Yerushalayim, according to Rashi. Part of it comes out of Yerushalayim. 
What's the procedure? What you do is, you take a knife and you make a nice circle. Exactly at the point that it comes out. So it comes out over here, you take a knife, you start cutting around and around. And then, and then he peels back the good meat. Here's a picture. There's a bunch of pictures in Kalal Shalom, but I only got one. So this is the bad stuff. This is the stuff that went outside of Yerushalayim. Here's a nice cut. You can see a straight cut up and down. The part that, he, that went outside of Yerushalayim, he doesn't really mess with. He, you don't break the bone over here. There's a way. You take a saw and break the bone right over here. The good stuff stays inside, you eat it. The bad stuff you'll burn. No, that's not what you do. You cut it nicely on the meat, you peel back the meat so you could eat it, and then you make a clean break by the joint. Right over here, this is the joint, the pulky, whatever, this is on a sheep. Break it off right over here. At, you can't, you can't, it's osir. Once, once this meat leaves, this meat becomes 100% osir. The other problem is this meat is 100% mutter and you must eat every tiny bit of it. You're not allowed to leave a single bit. So what do you do? You make a very clean cut right over here and you show this is the stuff that needs to be burnt. This stuff you must eat every, every crumb. The problem is the breaking of the bone. Break it nicely in the mutter part. That's the Mishnah on Amad Beis. There's no iser to break a bone where there's no meat. So then why do you have to pull back all the meat? Just pull back an inch and break it right there. Take. They, it seems like they knew what they were doing in those days. It wasn't a big deal for them to break bones. They had all the tools. Break it. Nice break. The same thing as he said yesterday, but in a different place. We're concerned that if you break it, you might crack it. Cracking is asr. You might crack it where it's mutter. We're talking about the thigh. It has a lot of marrow. And the mela, that is meat. That part is edible. It's the same thing as the marrow inside is like the meat on the outside, it's the same thing. These are, these are meats that we need to eat, we need to be careful with, so you need to pull it all the way back. Says the Gemara. By the way, there are, you might come up with more. I was able to think of three phobias that a typical Jew has. Phobia number one, at least with my kids, I'm basing it on my family. They hate to become fleshics. If you become fleshics, you might, somebody might offer you Hagenda, I mean uh, Kleins. And uh, it's a problem. Uh, somebody offers you a chocolate bar. What are you going to do? You're fleshing. The other phobia is people are very scared to say hamapel at night. You say hamapel, uh, so then you, the phone rings. What are you going to do? You're not going to talk? Third thing is people are very, very scared to wash their hands. You wash your hands, you might have to say a moitzi. I'd rather eat mezayinus all day long than to wash my hands. I've said, you know what, schlep it, especially if you have to say yalabiyavai. So there's a yisayid. One of these phobias might be here in the Gemara. It's not awesome. If you have any others, I'm sure you guys are thinking of other ones. I, whatever, the others. What are, you, what are you thinking? You have another one? There's another phone. Okay, fine. 
<laughs> it's not a joke. It's not a joke. You have to live here. To, the, these backyard minyanim are so gishmak. You can exercise. You could, and you could talk whenever you want because I'm not talking in the shul. I'm in my backyard. What do you mean? But I'm in shul now. I'm, I'm going to Kaddish. I'm going to Kaddish now. But when it comes to Chazav Shashat, you like shmooze anywhere you want because what? It's a, it's a driveway. You like shmooze a driveway? Anyway, so yeah, there's a phobia to go back to shul. I, I could hear that 100%. So we, we touched upon this halacha, that noisar, we spoke about noisar, pigul as well. What's pigul? Again, all through zvachim. If a kayan, as he's performing one of the avodas, he thinks in his brain that he's going to eat, this carbon is going to be eaten outside the time that you're allowed to eat it. A typical carbon has a time, either one day in a night, two days in a night. But anything past that, you think to yourself, he's going to eat it next week, it's Isidur Raisa, and if somebody actually eats it, even beforehand, you get Karas, fine, the Pigol. If a Karin thinks this Pigol Machshava in his mind, he just ruined the carbon for his friend, Yisrael brings a thousand dollar behema, in his mind all he has to do is say, this is going to be eaten next, next month for Purim, Puzzle. He ruined it, now the owner has to go and pay another thousand dollars. So what did Chacham do? They made the hands of the Karin, they punished him. They made his hands tummy. It's only a shani. It's a very interesting tumma because tumma means the whole body. Over here, just the hands. It's a knas. Why? We're concerned that the kain is going to be a jerk. He's going to be a rasha. And he's going to, he has a, something against this Israel guy. The guy did something bad to him, didn't give him an aliyah and shul or something. Thinks in his head, passes the guy's car and says, oh, by the way, uh, I made a shtick mistake. I thought that you're allowed to eat a carbon for six days. I forgot. It's only that. Your carbon is possible. Go get another one. So you got him good. So we tell him, if you're going to do that, by the way, you're going to have to wash your hands. It's a pella atzum. To be over, sir, of ben adam chaveri, ruined the guy's carbon. That he's not concerned. To make pigol and beis which is sederi raisa, he's not concerned. To go wash his hands, you tell him, oh, you're going to have to go wash your hands? Oh, I don't want to wash my hands. So I have my own pshat, and I thought I was so excited about my pshat. And then today, I see Tysus talks about it. And he's, he brings the Gemara in, in, um, in Yuma. You look on the side there, smack in the middle of the page. We had the famous Gemara. They would kill a, a man. They would kill people. And not, and not uh, cause Toma. Okay. But if you want to hear my pshat, I'll just say it real quick. I'm not pshat. That sometimes, if you have a, a collision happening, you have an iser and your taiva. So sometimes your taiva will win, even though the iser is tremendous. It's is their iser. But if you put in a side thing, you put in a side thing similar to the idea of if you, you have a Kabbalah not to, on a diet or any Kabbalah, you say to yourself, I'm going to give, I said, to give $1,000 to tzedakah, $500, whatever you, you can't afford, whatever hurts your pocket, to tzedakah that you don't like, right? But what's the idea in that? Not only the money part, but it's based on a Rebbe Niyana. Rebbe Niyana says, you give a little bit of tzedakah. You look, if it's a side thing, anytime it's a side thing, if there's a collision course, then a weaker guy could win. But once you introduce something else from the side that has nothing to do with the collision course, you're going to have to walk around the block. Oh, okay, that, then, then it shakes you up. And you don't do it. That's the insight here in this, in this sugi also, I believe. Anyway, Zakti Gemara. No, no. 
No, no, no. It's a, because it's a, what do you call it? It's a, not a grama. Um, what's the word? Garmi, Garmi. It's Garmi. It's not, he's not Chayev. But he's, uh, he's what do you call it? He's, yeah. Pass the Karev. Yeah. Well, I think, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure we discussed it in Kachim. Fine. Zog Gemara. So, we have one Svara that we, we don't want the Kayan to, to damage the Yisrael. We want people to eat. You tell them, listen, you have to finish up the carbon. They might not want to finish up the carbon, even the Yisrael. But once you say, listen, if you don't finish up the carbon, you're going to have to wash your hands. Oh, you wash your hands. Hashem No, I don't want to do that. Even though I'm stuffed, I'm going to stuff myself more. Mar masna pigul, umar masna noisar. One says his vart on pigul. Pigul is where the kain could damage the Yisrael. Noisar is just left over. It's not in the hands of the command too, that the kohanim are lazy. Manda masna pigul, mishum chashdi kuhuna, manda masnei. Now, how much of the meat needs to remain in order for it to become Tomei? You need only a kezais, a very small shear. A larger shear. How much, what is the shear of Noisar, of Pigel? A kezais. So in order to become Tomei for my hands, if I touch a kezais of this Pigel, my hand becomes Tomei. That's okay. I think we'll understand this one a little bit more. But typically, how much food do you need to be metama something else? A kabeitza. So how much food do you need to be metama a hand? A kabeitza. So we spoke about pigel. We spoke about noisar. What about the third halacha that it's always brought together? Yoitze. If I take the animal outside of its designated area, whatever that area is, if it's kachim, kachim. No, I mean, you weren't here last night, but I explained why it might have been a blooper, because I was saying when a chadis is kachim, kachim, maybe that's what I said. Not that it's made in kachim, kachim, versus kachim, kachim, maybe. Not that it goes into kachim, kachim. Kachim, kachim is kodesh hagadashim, but a chadis is kachim, kachim, versus kachim, kachim. Anyway, I'm just thinking, I don't know. Yoitzei, so if it's kachim, kachim, it can't go outside Yerushalayim. Once it leaves the wall of Yerushalayim, then it's Yoytze. It's usher, right, Eitan? It's usher to eat that meat. You got to get rid of it. Or if it comes out of the Azara, if it's, if it's the Chatos, it can't come out of the Azara. So Yoytze, what if a kind touches the Yoytze, do his hands become Tommy? It's a problem of becoming lazy. And lazy, by the way, you're not doing anything. What does lazy mean? It's in a pan, in a, in a bowl. I'm, I didn't touch it. I didn't do anything. I just didn't need it. So it's a Sheva Taisa. To do an Avera, to pick up the meat and take it outside of Yerushalayim, that's a Kumbase. I'm not Choshish that. I don't have to go out of my way and make Zeris here. Perhaps it's within the same category. Yaitse, Noiser, Pickle, they're all the same. Toshma. Again, going back, Tom and Bez. So when we get Tom and Bez, we can fly through it as usual. I'm telling you, Tom and Bez is always easier than Amalav. And much shorter. Turn the page, you'll see. Much shorter. Always. Besides, pay dollar on the base. It's just a little agata. Toshma, Avers, Yotzimiktosai. We just had the Mishnah. A limb, part of the limb, goes outside of Yerushalayim. The part that goes out becomes also. 
What do you do? You make a nice cut, a straight cut down to the bone. And then he peels back the good part until he gets to the joint, breaks the bone. The Amr's goes away, Rabban Tuma. Ooh, major, beautiful word here. If the part of the animal that left the wall of Yerushalayim is Tame, guess what? That part that's Tame is touching the part that's inside Yerushalayim. It should make the entire animal Tame. What's the answer? Oh, that's what Leibi said before about something else. What, what do you gain by cutting? It's going to be Metame, the rest of the, the carbon. Says the Gemara, We went through this whole thing. It's very. What's touching? What is touching? Which part of my finger is touching the other finger? It's a part that you can't see. The top part that you see is not touching. It's slightly below the surface that's touching. Okay, I'm not going to go into the outer peel exactly what's touching what not when we're learning Zvachim. But the main part is that this is touching this, and it's not seen. And something that you don't see doesn't create tumma. There's no tumma. It's based on storm and sit in. Ravina says when it comes to food, you're going to cut it up, you're going to chop it up. So these two fingers touching, if they're food, it's not a, it's not a good, they're not a chibur. They're not connected at all because I'm about to cut it. They're like separated. Now you have two pieces that are touching each other. Don't tell me that they're hidden. They're, not, they're, they're halachically not hidden. They're not touching each other. But they're touching. Enough to give tumma, but not enough to, to hide it. So you have to say. If you say that the shear is a kezayis, does be kezayis. There's an isr yaitse, it went outside, but it's not a kezayis. Uman the whatever goes outside your shalim, you can't eat. I don't care what the shears, you can't eat it. But in terms of the tumma, there's not enough tumma here. There's not enough. Either there's no kibetza, there's no kizayis. Tashma. Oh. We're going to have a whole sugi about it, but we're going to actually touch the sugi today, talk a little bit about it. It's going to get, we're going to go into the deeper tomorrow, the day after. Here, you have two tables, they're eating a carbon pesach. You're not allowed to bring this Chabura's carbon Pesach, which is a different, according to Rashi, it's a different carbon completely, even though they're in the same room. I cannot go from here to here. I can't bring the piece of steak and bring it over here. It says, it's tar. My love, tar v'asr. Now, it seems like it's tar, but you're not allowed to go. You're not allowed to bring from one side to the other. It says in the Pasuk, I think going to bring it later, might as well see it here. Your group has to be in one house. You're not allowed to take, this is, this is the Raisa. In a month and a half, we have to know this stuff. You can't like share your steak with your neighbors. You can't take it. Here's some of my current You want to taste how I did it? How did yours come out? You can't go from one house to the other. By the way, it's the same passage that we were learning a lot. The passage we were discussing today. That's at the end of the passage. Fine. So he says, What's the difference if I have a wall around Yerushalayim, a wall around a Beis HaMikdash, or a wall of a house? They're all leaving a designated area. Umifsal. 
They're both, so you're asking, there's a concept called Yoytzeh. I take the carbon from one, part, one side of the wall of your slime, take it to the outside of your slime. It's Yoytzeh. You can't eat it anymore. It's puzzle. You have to burn it. Yes. So then what's the difference if I take it out of the house? Puzzle. Now, just like I go outside of my house, it's Tahar. There's no Tumah. So too, you ask me a question. What if I take my carbon paste and bring it outside of the wall of your slime? Does it become Tameh? If a coin touches it, does he have to wash his hands? Here's the answer, L'chayr. They're identical cases in different ways. Taking it outside of Yerushalayim, taking it outside of my house. They're both Yaitse. But taking it outside of my house, it says Tar. My hands don't become Tome. So too, taking it out of Yerushalayim, my hands should not become Tome. Amalek goes to Rabbah and Tumah. Loi, not a good raya. Tar u Mutter. It's completely Tar and it's Mutter to eat the Yaitse mechabur lechabur. Lav kei yitzachutz lemechitzasi domi v'loi mefsal. It's not like taking it outside of Yerushalayim. If I take it from one group to another group, like over here. So I was always in the Raisa, but my, my, my carbon Pesach is still kosher. I could eat it. I was over here, So it's not similar to taking it outside of the Mechitz of Yerushalayim, which passes the carbon. This doesn't pass the carbon, I'm just over here, It says that if you eat it, you're over alive. It has a kazais, in other words, what? What are you eating? How much are you eating? A kazais. Because when it comes to eating food, it's usually a kazais. But it doesn't have a kabeza, in other words, for tumma. So for the achila part, I have enough, I have a kazais. For the eating part, for the tumma part, I don't have enough. But if you say that the whole shear is a kazais, the tumma is a kazais. So here you see that we weren't geyser tumma on Yoytzeh. Of course, once the carbon Pesach goes out of Yerushalayim, everybody agrees there is no Tumah. Says Rashi, since there's many people in every group, right? Because there's an Isser, the Raisa, to leave over any of the carbon Pesach. So usually you have many people participate in the carbon Pesach. They want to make sure you have to eat it a la soiva also. You can't, you can't just fresh carbon Pesach. It has to be that you're very much satiated to the last point. Then you eat the last kazai. So there's many people on this carbon Pesach. There's so many people. Each one is going to remind you, hey, don't take it out. Don't be over on Yaitzay. So where's the Shailah? On a regular carbon. You don't have a lot of people in a group on a regular carbon. We have a Shailah. Our when you take it outside of Yerushalayim or outside of the wall of the Azara, is it metami your hands? Yes or no? Take Umoitzi b'sar Pesach mechabura lechabura minayin. So Rashi again says, this is where Rashi says it, that they are two psachim. So how do I know this whole iser? We just turned to that Peheyom Beis, sponsored by for the struggling kids in pain of Klal Yisrael. It's a guy that had a job and he decided to go jump into this and take care of Yiddish Kinder. For for all Chayli Yisrael, especially from our MDY Mishpacha, please consider joining MDY Tehillim, Tehillim Group at tehillim.8mindaf.com. So here, where's the Pasuk again? So if you see, in here, there's two green words. 
Rabbis are not allowed to be enough. I don't need chutzah to the outside. So, what do these words tell us? It makes a lot of sense, right? If I were to ask you, you're going from your living room to your living room. A lot of people have two tables on, on, on the Lela Seder. From one table to the other. If they're different korbanas, you're over Isidaraisa. Unbelievable. Who would ever know this? If you don't do the daf, you probably wouldn't know this Allah. It doesn't mean outside of your house. It means outside of your chabura. So you could actually get two malchus here. One for taking it out to the... This is the Rambam. One for taking it to the next table is the Issa de Raisa, And one for eating it afterward. And here's a chidush atzum. If I go from one table to the other, I only establish the Isser in a Chayiv I have to put it down. Where do we have the concept of putting it down? Look at this, it says, Toitzi, it's Hilcha Shabbos, Akira and Hanacha. I have to lift it up and put it down on the other table. Just lifting it up and showing it off to the people on the other table, I'm not over yet. Where do we see such a thing? Nowhere. Look, when it came to the wall, we're going to see in a second. You take it out of the wall. Do you have to put it down by the wall? What did it say? No, you just stick out the aver to the other side of the wall. So let's see if that's true. You have to do both. You have to lift up the carbon Pesach from your Chabura and bring it to the next table from the other Chabura, unless they're part of your Chabura, of course. But if they're another group, and they're eating their own carbon Pesach, and you put it down on their table, you're over. Interesting. Because the Michas Chinuch that I mentioned last night, it was a riddle for those of you <clears throat> that weren't here last night. Is there a problem of chewing on a bone on a Shabbos afternoon? Yichon. L'chariyat. So Shmuel Rizovsky brings from this Michas Chinuch, I don't know what he's going to do with this one. Michas Chinuch says, why can't you break a bone? He's giving a time to cry. You have to act like a king. You have to act like Bnei Melachim. Bnei Melachim don't sit there and chew on bones. And Mamele should be a little bit of a problem, he says, on a typical Shabbos. Don't sit there. Don't act like, like, a, like, Stam, like a peasant. You're a Ben Melach. Treat yourself like a Ben Melach. Over here also, he says, the Minchas Chinuch says, not Rav Shemur Zavki. Chinuch says, I, I know that it's a little different nowadays. He says, a Ben Melach doesn't show off his food to his friend. He doesn't go outside, hey, look. Here, you see what my wife made? He stays at home. He's chashiv. He has a chashivas. You, you bring to him, maybe. He doesn't go show you. And maybe that's the iser of going from chabura to chabura. So according to Shmuel Rizovsky, it's not appropriate to, to go share your food with your neighbors. Although it's very much a minute here in this neighborhood. Pictures. Today it's WhatsApp. Wow, what my wife made. So we're talking about the Bahar Elam Dava, right? There's different cows that you, that you have to burn. And we mentioned it. We were talking about all the stuff the other day. Last week sometime. Remember, you have to burn these, the, the Bahar of Yom Kippur, the Bahar Elam Dava, if the, the Sanhedrin made a mistake and everybody did a Navera, you, make a, you burn a Bahar. Where do you burn it? Outside of the three Mechitzos. Machnashchino, Levio, Mitzayra. So the three, the three Machnos, I should say. This thing weighs a lot. I don't know if you ever try to lift one of those. A whole ox. Thousands of pounds, what, 2,000 pounds, right? So they take two uh, 
poles, hang this animal, and they start bringing it out. Now, there's a special halach when it comes to th- these parim, that the people carrying the par, their clothes become tamay, they have to be toivel the clothes. The chibes simloisav, right? Now, when, when do they become tamay? It's interesting, says the Gemara, that since this cow, let's say it's a what? Eight feet long. I don't know how long a cow is, right? So as the first group, the first two guys, whoever carrying the cow, they leave the azara, not, yeah, the azara. As they come out of the azara, where's the azara here? Azara. This whole area, the azara, the heichal, the kodeshikadashim is over here again, but this area is the azara. Once they leave over here, wherever they go out, then they become tummy. But the first two guys, or whoever people are holding it, they become tummy first. Then they become tummy immediately. Let's say, this is very interesting. Let's say the guys in the back, they go, oh, it's too heavy for me. So they switch out people. So they become tummy because they never left the Azara. Meanwhile, the guys that left the Azara, the guys in the front, they're begotten about tummy. So it's possible that the guys in the back, they're begotten not tummy. The guys in the front, they're begotten about tummy. Ask the Gemara. How are the people in the front, how did their clothes become tummy? They never put down the poles. It's not considered yoytze. According to you, it's not yoytze. Until you put it down, you need an akira and anacha. There's no anacha. They're dragging on the ground. Now, Tysus points out, it doesn't need to drag on the ground. It needs to be within three tfachim of the ground. Which typically, if you have the... The whole animal, you're gonna, it's most likely going to be within, within three tefachim on the ground. You know, the legs and everything, three tefachim on the ground. Uh, what? What do you mean just stand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, call I mean, love But they're holding it. It's in their shos. Oh, you're saying that in, in Hilchas Shabbos, in Hilchas Shabbos, if you stop, I hear. All right, Zokta Mishnah. This is, I hope you guys know this Mishnah. You have a limb that, yes. Yeah, <laughs> here we go. But I said it. I said it in the beginning of Shir. Tell the, the official uh, scorekeeper that he needs to listen to the entire Shir from beginning to end. Oh, what he meant to say, sorry, what he meant to say is, in the middle of the daft, from this Mishnah, this word, this word, Rabbi say is 15%. Because it's, I guess he counted. He's a statistician. He counted all the words. Exactly. It goes from the middle of the Mishnah. Okay. Rabbi say you should know, you just account. To me, it's depressing. Only 15%. But I guess it's a lot for some people. <laughs> you heard what he said, Avi. He said if Noam was at home getting all these texts, he would have shot that down. He wouldn't let it through on Zoom. You have to do a better job, he's saying. Masnison, You already know what it looks like. I don't have to show you the picture. You make a, a straight cut, peel back the good stuff. This stuff is usher to eat. This stuff is mutter to eat. Mechuyiv to eat. And you make a nice cut, break by the joint. But a regular carbon, it's not a problem. You use one of these. 
and you give it a nice chaparoo, and it's done. You don't have to worry for breaking bones. So, without going into great, great detail, there's a lot of, there's a gra here, and the primigodim, from the doorstop, and inside is all considered inside, and from the doorstop and on is considered that you left Yerushalayim, you left the Beis HaMikdash, the windows. So, if you are on top of the wall, you're like inside Yerushalayim. That's an amazing chiddush because we're going to see in a second that within the doorway of Yerushalayim is not Yerushalayim. So, you're in the door, you're not in Yerushalayim. You're on top of the door on the wall, you're in Yerushalayim. So it's a big chiddush. When it comes, says Rashi, to a minion, and this is very negat to us, when we're talking about minyanim, outdoor minyanim, what, how you mitzarev to a minion. Says Rav, you mitzarev to a minion. I did, there's no official Mishnah. There's nobody sponsored this Mishnah. There is? We just did an official Mishnah sponsored by official. I didn't know. Nobody told me. You have to tell me these things. We'll schmooze later. I guess we have plenty of time. Obviously, we have plenty of time. Omar Rav, Noam has just been expelled from this matter. She's going back to his duties. Omar Rav, Yudam Rav, V'chein L'tvilo. Listen to this, Rabbi says, you saw it in life. Who knows everything that's inside a person's heart? So you can have a metal wall between you. It's a song, but it's 801. Okay. That's something else. We're talking about, we're talking about Mechitzah Shabarzel. Mechitzah Shabarzel. No, but this is a song. I was brought. This is a regular song. Maybe we. Uh, so tomorrow we'll start off shit with Mechitzah Shabbat. We gotta go back there. We gotta finish the Amen. Mechitzah Shabbat Ah, the computer, the song computer, the this. What did you call him, Jonathan? A metal wall will not stop one Jew that's outside of the minion. Why? Because knows everything. So this is a typical classic Gemara question. I'll take the Reisha, be medayik from it, take the Sefer, be medayik, I'll come up with the opposite uh, diok. From this doorstop and inside is kilifinim, like inside the house. But from the doorstop and outside is considered not inside. But if I'm going to view it from the outside... Up to the doorstop is considered outside. So the actual doorstop in the time of the Gemara was very, very wide. It could be two feet wide, the, door, the entire stop, the, the width of the door. What is that considered? Outside or inside? So when we're talking about the Azara, let's say right over here, here's a wall to the Azara, door to the Azara. Kan. Bishari Yushalayim, the Omar Gemara explains. Omar Bishmuel Yushalayim. The actual doorways of Yushalayim here, a doorway of Yushalayim is not Kadosh. 
person has saras, throw him outside all the machanos. We had the picture over here, all three machanos. So, now he needs, he needs to be protected from the, from the rain, from the sun. But this shar, this is called Sharni Connor, this famous with the 15 steps and everything, right over Sharni Connor, that doesn't have a gdush inside the shar. Why? So, real quickly, the Mitzayri has to bring three karbanas. They take, there's a whole process. He goes to the mikvah. Finally, he's almost tar. Almost. He's a hair of Shem. They have to take the blood from the Asham and put it on his right thumb, his right toe, the big, large toe, and on his ear. Problem is, how does he get his thumb into the Beis HaMikdash? He's tummy. You can't bring the blood outside. That's the Oitze. You can't bring it outside. So what do you do? You, he just sticks his thumb in. His toe and his ear. They schlep his ear, like my father used to do, Shalshelis. Schlep it in. And uh, you know what I'm talking about? You ever heard of Shalshelis? That was my father's punishment. Shalshelis, three times. <laughs> okay, fine. So you do a Shalshelis thing, you schlep his ear this way, and uh, you put the blood on. So that's Shaila here. Shaila, Shaila. Did the Torah say? This is how you do it. You don't ask any questions. Or there's another shot that you see the mikzas is nothing. Just a little part of it is nothing. The Torah lets that fly. Have a wonderful day. נפשי לדינוי, שימו נבגיש של לבויקר, חייס לדינוי, מהדינוי החסד והרבה מויפדוס, ואיבדס ישראל, וכל הבני סוב, אחרי נקובייס ישראל, הנסו למצור ושיביו, רואים דין בין ביום ובין ביום משה, המוקם ירחם עליהם, ויצים מצור לבוכו, ומאפל ללוירו, ושיבי לגאולו, השלוב הגלוב זמן קורא, ונאמר אמן! Well, you don't have to bring anything. Where did you just come from? Where did you just come from? From Ranana. You came from Ranana? Yeah. Svat slash. They only make 800 bottles. There's no sulfites, no additives. I know you appreciate wine. It tastes good. Does it taste good? That's the Shiloh. It better not taste good because if it tastes good, I'm going to want more. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming, Shmuley. And thanks for sticking. Okay, good. Come to our minion. Oh, to the, you see the pacing, what? Yo, I miss you, where were you the whole week? Where were you? A what? I didn't hear what he said. A private message. A private message, wow. 15%, 15%. You rabbi said, look who's on. Mark Steinberg is on. Big, big zach. It's a big thing. Shalom Aleichem, Mark. But Benny, what you said is completely true. Which part? Ah, you're also not into that. You don't like to bench, huh? How about a mapel? How about, jo- Gidal, you ever said a mapel in your life? Wow. 
Yeshua, Yeshua. When you were in Eretz Yisrael, your excuse was you're recruiting other people. That's why you don't listen to the shir. What's the excuse now that you're in Chicago? What are you doing now in Chicago? Why, can, why don't you listen to the shir? There's not an answer. There's garnish. You're not going to hear an answer. No, I'm Yishkoyach. What? There's no menu here. There's no Yeshua, you know what your father-in-law told me? He gave me a lot of inside information. First of all, he said that you bought your wife a cake. Okay, you're supposed to buy your wife. You're supposed to buy your wife flowers. Cake is whatever. But another thing he told me, he told me that you told your wife, "Why don't we just move to Chicago?" You offered her to move here. Are you crazy? You're going to leave the shear like that? You think I don't know these things? How dare you, Yeshua, Yeshua, I can't believe, I can't believe it. Yeah, oh, very good. Every guy that you brought will be calling you every day. It'll be in a comma and texting, 25 texts at 4 in the morning. He offered it to his wife in a serious way. Yeah, yeah, he was serious. She said no. I think she declined. But he wants to move. Why? Where, where, where do you live exactly if you move to Chicago? 3501 Arthur. Oh, right down right in the corner. Whose house is that? Because he doesn't, he, doesn't, he, doesn't like he doesn't like MDY. He doesn't like the shear anymore. He wants to move to Chicago. Mark Ashkenazi, next time you send somebody a picture frame with a picture of me in it, you have to ask him where it's going. Two things, it should not be for the bathroom, but it cannot be with the Chavetz Chaim on the same. <laughs> he, sent, he sent me the picture that day when he put it up. I was like, um, Rebelli, I invited you to come to Muncie for Purim. Oh, oh. I can't believe he's going to be stuck there for Purim. That's crazy. That's crazy. You sure you know what happened to my sister? You know, don't, don't be sad. So my sister got a permission to come to Israel, and uh, my brother-in-law didn't. She came to Israel. They, they stopped her. They threw her in an ambulance with her suitcases and brought her to a hotel, locked her in a room, and this is a hotel. You can't come out of your room 24-7. But they let you out, they take one chayal, and they, they, let you, they let you take some fresh air for 30 minutes. So my wife was on the phone for hours and hours with government officials, don't ask, and we were able to get her out a half hour before Shabbos.